Premium pickups outsell premium cars. Tesla posts a profit, but loses money. And why new cars cannot keep up with cell phones. All that and more coming right up on AutoLine Daily. AutoLine Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Welcome to AutoLine Daily for November 6, 2014. Did you know that the average pickup truck sold in the U.S. market goes for $40,000? That's the average. Prices can go way up from there. In fact, pickup sales generate $44 billion in revenue for automakers every year, according to TrueCar. One reason prices are so high is that there is a 25% import tax on pickups, and that keeps non-NAFTA imported trucks out of the American market. Otherwise, we would see a flood of cheaper, smaller trucks pouring in, and that would cut into profit margins. That's a key reason why GM, Ford, and Chrysler do so well with their trucks. They're protected by a tariff. But it's also the reason why they sell more premium-priced vehicles than any of the premium or luxury brands. Tesla posted its third quarter earnings, and the company either posted a profit or lost money, depending on which set of numbers that you want to look at. Tesla posts both GAAP and non-GAAP numbers. GAAP stands for Generally Accepted Accounting Principles, and those are the numbers every other automaker uses, so those are the numbers we're going to use. Tesla sold nearly 7,800 Model S's in the last three months, a 41% increase from a year ago. Its revenue hit $852 million, a 97% increase. Some of that revenue includes $31 million from selling EV systems to Mercedes-Benz for its B-Class Electric. Tesla also earned $93 million selling regulatory credits. But despite all these increases, the company lost $76 million. Several years ago, the European Union mandated that automakers must start using a more environmentally friendly air conditioning coolant. It's what they call R1234YF. However, Germany has not ordered its automakers to comply. Several German automakers believe the new coolant is dangerous and can release toxic fumes if it catches fire in a severe accident. Other OEMs say that's nonsense. Wards reports that the European Commission is threatening to take Germany to court over the matter, and it could be fined thousands of euros every day until it adapts the new coolant. European vans are taking over the American market. And as one of the largest commercial van makers in the world, it should come as no surprise that Mercedes will offer a new midsize van below the Sprinter to compete with the likes of the Ford Transit Connect and the Nissan NV200. While the production version of what will be called the Metris will be shown at a later date, the automaker did give us a glimpse of the van at the SEMA show. We do know that it will come in both cargo and passenger versions, but the rest of the specifications and pricing will not be released until closer to its launch date in the fall of 2015. We reported some time ago that Toyota and BMW would cooperate on developing a sports car together. And now we got a little bit more information. We've seen concepts from Toyota like the FT1, and BMW, of course, has the M3, M4, and the new i8. 
So they have plenty of parts in the bins to choose from. No word on an introduction date, but the underpinnings of the vehicles have already moved to the concept stage. The partnership will last until at least 2020 and also includes research into fuel cells, lightweight technology, and lithium air batteries. Wow, Toyota and BMW together? Now that is a powerful combination. Hey, we still got more to come. Luca lands a new job. Uber and Lyft get in a nasty cat fight and why cars cannot keep pace with mobile phones. Here's another great thing about the all-around performance of our Dueler tires. A comfortable, quiet ride. Oh. At Bridgestone, our passion for performance knows no bounds. Back in September, longtime Ferrari CEO Luca Di Montezemolo was ousted from his position but he's already landed back on his feet. A report out of Italy says he's just been hired as the chairman of the airline company Alitalia. There are not many details, but the move is expected to be made official later this month. The battle between ride-sharing services Uber and Lyft is going from angry to nasty. We've reported on Uber allegedly calling in false rides for Lyft drivers, but now it's becoming personal. Lyft's former COO joined Uber last month, and according to Bloomberg, Lyft sued, accusing him of stealing proprietary documents and sharing them with Uber. The phone in your pocket is better than any system in your car. That's what Jake Fisher from Consumer Reports says in an upcoming episode of Out of Line this week. The head of CR's auto testing division was in Detroit recently, talking about the publication's latest survey of a million respondents talking about vehicle infotainment systems. Mr. Fisher believes that smartphone makers have a big leg up on car companies for a variety of reasons, the biggest one being life cycle. New phones may appear in stores in only 12 to 16 months where a car is in the works, sometimes for three years or more. So OEMs are always running behind the latest and greatest from the telematics crowd. To catch those Consumer Report findings and more insight on electronics in the automobile, tune into AutoLine This Week with Jake Fisher and panel on the November 21st show right here at AutoLine.tv and on your local PBS station. And then be sure to join us for AutoLine After Hours tonight. We've got Scott Burgess from Motor Trend and Joe White from the Wall Street Journal sitting in with us tonight. So join me and Gary Vasilash for some of the best insider insight in the business. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thank you for watching.